Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Welcome to the podcast Love the Graps, and welcome to another edition of Tables, Others, and Chairs. Uh, that's right. Um, rather than our usual nonsense where we ramble on about a show that we've been to, we are handing over another episode to our good friend and junior podcaster, Joe Atherton, to uh, to chat it up with his famous wrestling pals. And this time round, he's gone and grabbed uh, Tory Boy Bullingdon Toff Spike Trivet, nay Trivet. Um, and and got him to sit down, and uh, and shoot the breeze. Um, so I will just pass you straight over to uh, the man himself. Over to you, Joe. And welcome to another episode of Tables, Others and Chairs. Today we are joined by a very distinguished guest. Um, he's better than all of us. He is Spike Trevay. Spike, how is it going? Uh, it's alright mate, it's not too bad. I'm uh, currently, as you say, enjoying being uh, on a higher tier than you and that feels great. It feels fan-tabby-dozy. So. Being on a higher tier than me is not really much to shout about, to be honest. Well now you're making me feel bad. <laughs> Sorry. But now, you're, now you're lowering yourself. So now I feel now I feel bad for saying it. You said it. You can't lower yourself and make me feel bad for saying it. Classic baby face. Well, that's it. Unbelievable. You're the real villain, man. Don't 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 like like people. Man. Joe was just telling me about his basketball skills. His basketball skills. How he's like the aggressor. Please please do a podcast about how aggressive you are. I don't in think basketball. nobody's bothered about my basketball issues. Is. Literally, literally not being bothered about the ball, but just using it as an excuse <laughs> to hurt people. Yeah. Um, right, right, wrestling. Yeah. Um, wrestling's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's alright, mate. Yeah. Um, when did you get into it? Uh, like as a fan. When I got into it as a fan, but I was 12 years old. Yeah, when I was 12 years old, and then uh, I was watching it uh, just all all along the. Uh, all along the uh, the childhood, uh, and then who's the, the, who's the first person you saw that you can remember? Shane McMahon. Shane, Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon have you Tess. heard? Have you heard the news about Shane McMahon? He's won the World Cup or something. Isn't he it? is officially the best in the world. There he is. Oh, Jesus. He is. I knew it. The McMahons have got top dance. Yeah, I know. So good. Um, he's the best. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I was just watching, uh, I watched, uh, it was the first thing I ever saw when I was 12, and then uh, I watched it once and then just became like desperate to find out more of what it was, because I only it was just a random thing that I just saw on Sky TV on holiday in my friend's villa, so I just couldn't really find it. Uh, so I went home and like desperately, desperately, desperately tried to find it, and then uh, when my parents finally got Sky, I was able to, uh, I was able to get my head around it, it was good. Who are your favourites? Uh, Apart from Shane McMahon, obviously. Uh, who are my favourites? Uh, I, I only really like started to develop a favourite like later on, and that was kind of 
and I, that was sort of that was Triple H towards the back end. I've like I've said this before. Like I'm sorry if anybody said this before, but it's not. Uh, it's not so much that I had favourites. It was just like the intense like feeling that I had for the bad guys was always much stronger than it was for the good guys. So it was that was that was really it. I was just very into like the villains and stuff. So I love Shane McMahon. I love Vince McMahon. I love Triple H. Uh, I loved any. Uh, I loved any big nasty villain. I was similar as a kid, but obviously I'm slightly older than you. My favourites growing up were probably. Rick Rude and Mr. Perfect. Yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. Just the awesome villains, isn't it? Like, they were the ones for me. They're the more compelling characters, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. I think so. So, watch it on Sky, get into it. When did you decide wrestling was something that you did not at least pursue as a career, but at least give it a try to, like, go training or something? Oh, like, years and years later. So, like, I, I really wanted to do it when I was a kid. Uh, but I uh, I wasn't aware that I wasn't aware of like world of sport or anything as in like world of sport in like, the seventies eighties like I wasn't even aware there was even slightly a British scene so I didn't even know it existed so uh, uh, so I sort of had like aspirations when I was a kid but then they just sort of really died uh, it wasn't until I got to uh, like twenty five twenty six that I was like oh I should uh, and sort of my acting career wasn't going very well. I thought I should uh, try and find something else to do, and then I sort of like uh, d- uh, sort of dabbled in a few things, and then I was just like, well, I've always really liked wrestling. I think I might give that a bit of a try. Uh, and then most people around me, most people I knew when I told them I might give it a try, would say, what are you going to do? Like, how? Like, what? What is? What are you going to do in wrestling? And then uh, I started giving it a crack. And uh, so I was about twenty. I was about twenty. Yeah, twenty-nine now. So I started when I was twenty-six, twenty-seven. I think 26. I was 26 at the time. That's crazy. It's crazy to think that I've been wrestling for three years. That's still not that long, though, really. No, no, it's not really. It's crazy, isn't it? Pretty mental. Can you, remember your, can you remember your first match? Yeah, it was with Jack Mambo at Potential uh, on. I think it might have been the 8th of August 2016 in the Bedford and Ballon. I remember it very well. So that was your actual first proper match? Mm-hmm. Well, that's quite a high level considering it's like your first ever match. Well, you know what? We were talking about this downstairs actually. Like, hey man, sorry um, to disturb you. Would you mind if I just nix this thing from underneath you? No worries. No. Hi, we're back. We got moved. Disgraceful behaviour. Shifted. Um, they don't know who I am. I know. Unbelievable. Where were we? Can you remember? Um, we were talking. Your first match. Yeah, it was yeah. yeah it was uh, at the August the eighth um, in uh, the Bedford and Ballon for Progress Potential. Oh yeah, and you said like, oh, it's quite a high level. I was saying this downstairs just uh, earlier. Actually, I was chatting to a couple of people in the downstairs and like saying like that's the thing. Like, everybody's working at such a high like all the shows are so successful now that everybody's sort of working at everybody's sort of working at such a high level of exposure very very early on like if you look at a lot of people like my first match was in progress the OGMO's first match was in progress like, that's mental if you think about the fact that like a lot of these people like I, I've been trained by a number of people but I would say that the person who currently trains me right now is Eddie Dennis like he's the person who's 
whose uh, opinions I sort of seek out first and whose training I go to regularly. Like, and he's on, like, you know, signed to WWE and, like, on an incredible level. Like, he was working... He was working for years to be able to even... I remember him saying that, like, when he did progress in the garage, he was like, I've worked... I can't believe I'm working in a venue like this. Like, isn't this unbelievable? I worked in a venue like that. Not in a venue like that, but I worked for them first time in, like, an ever-so-slightly lesser venue like that, which I imagine that in his first days he probably would have thought was a fucking sick venue. Where, where Endeavour where Endeavor originally was, you know? So, like, very lucky. It's very, like... It's good on, like... It, it's good on one side and, like, oh, you know, aren't these opportunities amazing? It, it's also, like, counterproductive sometimes on the other side. It's like, wow, like, all this level of exposure and I'm still learning and still making all these mistakes and sometimes you'll have, like, a sloppy match or something and, you know, and, and you have to, like, go and take all the feedback and learn how to get better. But knowing that all of the fans just saw it sometimes, you're like, oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Braun Strowman. Hmm. Ten matches on Raw. What? Is that all he's had? Yeah, ten matches before he made his debut on Raw. <laughs> Where? Seriously. Where, though? Where did he have those ten matches? Um, NXT live events. He, he didn't even do NXT. He had ten matches and then they threw him on. And they just threw him yeah. on Raw. There you go. There you go. You never know. It's crazy. I am Braun Strowman of, of Britress. That's what you're saying, isn't it, Joe? Well, what you're saying is, I am Braun Strowman. If, if you want to think no, about yeah. No, no, no. You said that I am... I want everybody to know that Joe said, I am Braun Strowman. Next question, please. Um, you mentioned acting. <laughs> yeah. Um... Do you think that that background has helped you regarding the Spike Trevate solo? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, there's definitely things that, like, pop... There's definitely things that, like... Uh, yeah, I went to drama school for three years. I went to Drama Centre London, uh, which I was... Uh, you know, I believe is... I believe is a very good school, and I was very fortunate, fortunate to get in there. Um, uh... Yeah, yeah, honestly, I do, I think. And I actually think that in some cases I use the training that I got from that drama school more than the other people in my year. Because they're kind of like working bar jobs and doing all of these kind of things to try and facilitate an acting career, which is what I was doing as well. But now I've sacked it off and now I'm performing most weekends. So I actually find that a lot of the stuff that I... uh, a lot of the stuff that I learned, I'm using it all the time, yeah. It, it like, informs everything. It makes things a lot easier, I, I must say. Wrestling is basically performing. It is a performance art. It's a performance art, definitely. I mean, like, I, I would never want to say it's just a performance. I would never want to be like, it's just, just a performance, just because there's people who are so much more, like... Uh, I guess like physically gifted, but also um, I have like but worked very hard to like get those skills. And it's the same as anything, isn't it? Like any art form takes a while to get your head around. I'm only three years in. I think I've got. They used to say at drama school, you've got seven years before you're good. 
in acting. There was that you'd be seven, you'd be acting for seven years before you before you're actually good. If that translates to wrestling, you're nearly halfway there. Though. Nearly halfway <laughs> there, yeah. Okay, now, <laughs> but yeah, bloody hell, yeah. But you know, still a long way to go. But yeah, um, the Spike Trevay persona, character, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, how did you come up with it? And did you like deliberately pick a kind of divisive topic no 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 like because uh, if you did it's absolute genius well then yes no like because um, a, a, a lot of wrestling you're going to throw that word around a lot of wrestling fans are you know left wing labour voters um, Corbynites yeah yeah I'm sure you'd dub them, well, your character anyway, would dub them social justice warriors. Yeah, SJWs. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so sort of like, so I, I don't want to repeat myself too much because I've said this on like two other podcasts that I've done. So I don't want to like, I just want to keep it short. Like, so I had stumbled across the posh boy thing by accident. I happen to be, well, I am like, I'm not posh, but like, I. I'm very lucky in that, like, like, both my parents are very, like, salt-of-the-earth working-class people, and they work their ass off their whole life to be able to give me a good start, which they did. You know, they give me a good start. I had a better start than, than most people, and they, to this day, are, are still well-off, and that's because they work so hard, and they are such good people. Now, that's out of the way. Um, just want to put that out there. But so, and I did go to like a really, I did go to a really like old private school. Like the private school that I went to was started by Edward the Confessor. Uh, I think if anyone cares, he was like the first ever king of England. So like, uh, so I do have that background in me. So I'm aware of it. And I came, I sort of stumbled across it by accident in a promo class at the uh, Projo now called Knuckle Locks Gym. If anyone is looking to train, you should definitely get down. Um, and it just sort of came about from there and then people were like you know Posh Boy's not really being done right now so I decided that that's what the route that I would go down because I I knew a bit about it I knew uh, a lot I knew a lot about it that's where I'm from um, but it was also I thought you know I also thought like this is a really good option for me because I like things to be like I like things to be close to the bone I don't like things to upset people I don't want things to offend people, and I don't want anyone to feel like their way of life or their uh, perception of their own reality is being attacked. But I also think that art is cathartic, and I think that, uh, and I think that uh, you know, I, c- I couldn't see anywhere in wrestling where that was being done. You mentioned that art is cathartic. I personally think. I might be wrong, but my personal opinion is, like you say, I don't think it's taken too seriously. I think your character, your persona, is seen more as like a scapegoat, a way for them to vent. Yeah, well, that's you know that's really interesting because I think I spent the first two years of my career, not two years. I think I spent the first thing that I did was I was like, because I I started and then I started to get a sense of people and, and, and what the fans were like and how they reacted particularly on social media I personally oh think God, Twitter well yeah I mean I personally think that you know Twitter obviously can be a bit of a cesspool at times but at the same time that you also have to think about it as like 
an instant form of feedback. I said this on a different. I said this on another podcast. Like I watched. A, I watched. A, I could look at it a little bit like this. I watched a Gordon Ramsay uh, Kitchen Nightmares thing, and there was a guy on it who uh, was talking about uh, Yelp, and this guy thought uh, Yelp was killing his business. Uh, there was a conspiracy or whatever. And so they got like a guy, a, another restaurant owner to come in and talk about like his experience with Yelp. And he was like, if one or two people like say like, oh, this is the worst cheese sandwich I've ever had. Then like, I don't give it much, much credence. But like, if enough people are saying some the same thing, then there's got to be something I need to take a look at. So like, you know, it's, it's pretty good to take a look at it really. Um, Things like the Ben Corridan incident. Yeah, yeah, the Brit Wrestleway days. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a good mate of mine, so oh, really? I'm sure he won't mind me bringing it up. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, but that was, but that was another thing, you know, like that that whole thing was, um, you know, like I am genuinely sorry if yeah. anyone like felt they were assaulted. I'm or... sure he's absolutely fine about well, it. He was. Now. I saw yeah. him. You know, I saw him the next. I saw him the next week and was like, "Hey, I'm sorry," and he was like. And he was like, no, it's fine. I, I totally get it. It was just because the video was just removed from context. Yeah. And that's what the worst thing you can do on social media is put something up that doesn't have any context. Mm, I'm sure it's just a heat of the moment reaction from him. He was like, in the moment. Well, he got angry, but then like the thing is, when, when I'm like in the ring, like swearing at him, he's smiling with his mates. You know, and then like what the video doesn't show, because why would it? is that he then gets like a Ben chant. Everyone's like, Ben, Ben, Ben. And he stands up and everybody cheers him and all that kind of stuff, you know. So like within the context, I'm sure like some people that still didn't appreciate it, but you know, <laughs> you know, it happens. But anyway, so, you know, I, that's, but I, you know, I don't ever want to offend or hurt anyone's feelings, but I did think that there was definitely a platform to uh, use this as a sort of cathartic thing to... You know, people would people would recognise it, they'd see it, they'd understand it on site, and they'd know, uh, and they'd be able to react truthfully to it. You know, like so much of wrestling is. It's just my opinion, but and you know, and I'm sure my opinion will change. But so much of wrestling is, boo, because I know you're in a villain role, so I boo you because I know that's the right thing to do. So. So rarely is it. Can I swear? Like you so, already have loads anyway. Oh, so have I really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, so, sorry, I've just had a couple of these uh, squid-style beers, which are delightful. Um, but so rarely is it. Fuck off! Do you know what I mean? So rarely is it that. And I thought there was. That's what it is, and that's what it's turned into. Do you worry that <clears throat> that you're doing your job so well that wrestling fans, being wrestling fans, will start to cheer for you? Uh, I think if they do, it's not really on me. I think that's so. I think that's kind of. I think that like, we were saying on the drive up here, like there's no such thing as a heel and a face anymore. There's just antagonists and. I think that you do very, very well on the heel part. I mean, oh, I've I've been I've been to a show and I've never seen you get cheered by anyone. <laughs> never, 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 ever, ever, never, ever, ever. No one ever likes me. No one that's ever good. likes me. That means you're doing your job perfectly. Yeah, that's cool. Even my mum came to the show and was like, boo! And I was like, Liz! Um, she's nice. Uh, yeah, I think... There is so many shades of grey, though, with wrestling these days. And I think yours is one of the 
few characters that there is no shade. No, I mean, it's just pure blue. Yeah, it is blue, and I think but like the, the the one thing that I definitely tried to do in my first like eighteen months, once I got a sense of who all the fans were, or or how the fans reacted to stuff, was um, tried to find ways of letting people know that this was a character. You know, it's not me reflecting like things that I feel. It's not me reflecting. Sometimes it is, you know. Sometimes, sometimes I'll do a promo, and there'll be snippets of like things I really feel in there, but like most of it isn't. So I think, and I've, and I think now, like the majority of, especially in the south, like the Britrest fans, they know that Spike is a character, and in a way, that's kind of released me. It's kind of given me some freedom. It's liberated me. Push now the I, envelope a little bit more. I can kind of say what I want, and people obviously, like within reason, I've never mm. might upset anyone. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not what I want to do at all. But I can kind of say what I want, and people will kind of go it's not him that's Spike so boo do you, do you know what I mean yeah like, totally do, you know like, I'm sure that's not you know somebody came up to me earlier today actually like uh, at Riptide and was just like what you did in the ring really pissed me off or you did something that really upset me in the ring so I wanted to just come and chat to you because I know that's not who you are I just wanted you know so it's kind of where I'm at with that um, when did you decide or discover that you like death matches, or that you were good at death matches. Oh, I don't know. Like, I got booked in one for Anarchy. That's how it's like Anarchy wanted to uh, hurt, you. hurt me. Anarchy wanted to. There was there was talk of me having the championship, and in order for me to do that, I'd had to dive headlong into it. I was curious about it. And then I just did it, and then I realised I loved it because uh, I love I love working with Jimmy, I love working with Drew, I love working with Clint Wadera. Uh, you know, I some I'd, pretty hefty names in the older yeah, well, yeah British deathmatch. Yeah, I know, but I just like them. You know, like I like them, and I like being around them, and I like coming up with funny things with them. Like we have similar senses of humour, so we can put funny stuff in. We have similar. Things and also I can learn from them because they're also much more steeped and experienced than me. I thought it was a really. I, I don't. I don't like pain. I don't like getting hurt. I don't like bleeding. Like I don't really like those things um, very much. I just thought it was such a cool image. I just thought it was a really cool image. Like a guy dressed to the fucking nines. You know, dressed like beautifully. Who then is gonna put on a pair of gloves and fuck you up? I just thought that was a really lovely image. I thought there was something very American psycho about it. Uh, which, again, I didn't think Britress had that much of. So I thought that was quite cool. Um, I want to take you back to the dome. Take me back to the dome. I think you know where I'm going with this one. Oh, the mirror, yeah. Uh, um, mirror gate. How, how much did that suck? Uh, so it didn't suck at the time. At the time, I taken some painkillers and I had a beer to thin my blood so I was fine uh, so I was okay I was quite euphoric everyone was like Spike's mental looks mental like I was had like the progress promoters plugging up my leg and stuff so I was fine uh, it was later when I was sat in A&E with my leg wrapped in a towel with my girlfriend and then uh, 
and then there was one and then it was just I could just remember so clearly there was just one point where just all the painkillers just went and just faded away and I was like oh no like and then I was in real pain how big was the glass because it looked well yeah it was big yeah it was big it's about like a four it's about like a two or three no not four it's about like two two and a half inch gash it feels like four when I talk about it but yeah it's not it's a big mark I'll have it there for the rest of my life it's pretty big I can't, I've got my gear on so I can't show it to you but yeah it's pretty big it's still got the uh, it's, and, it's, and it's indented as well nice so it's not just healed it's got a little dent in it but yeah I'm sure there'll uh, probably be plenty more of them to come yeah I'm sure. hopefully not that severe oh and the space underneath it is dead the space underneath it like the little air little dome underneath the cut I can't feel anything I'm touching it right now I can't feel it that's Great. Funny. That's funny, right? Yeah, I'm sure that's absolutely fine. Um, Riptide. Yeah. That's where we are now. That is where we are, yeah. Um, you got a bunch of mates at Riptide, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Bunch of mates. I do have a bunch of mates, yeah. Um, Moser. Yeah. Ridgeway. Yeah, nice guys. Yeah, seem a friendly bunch. Yeah, uh, they are. Good lads. Doing all right here? Yeah. How yeah. do you enjoy working here? Yeah, I love it. I was really sad when it turned out that they were going to have to take a step back and cut the shows out because it's like my favourite place to work. I love it. Not that any, not that anywhere else is any lesser. This is something uh, really special about here. I think it's great. I really think of it. I mean, this is your first time. What did you think? I enjoyed it. Yeah. Apart from one dickhead behind me chanting weird stuff towards the end. I think yeah, you a, always get that. Though, I think he had a bit too much to drink, to be honest. Yeah. It wasn't like he was chanting anything offensive or... Like derogatory, he was just. Hi guys. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Joe. Sorry, I'm just waving to JJ Lynch and Geo. They're leaving. Bye, JJ Lynch and Geo. Sorry, JK. Sorry. No, um, they were just chanting nonsense about the wrath and calling every move before it happened. Yeah, that's problematic, isn't it? Yeah, sometimes you just. Sometimes. I don't know. Let let let, let us do the job, guys, because. Other people just want to enjoy a story. If you want to be over, if you want to be over and know the structure of a match and know how it works, go train. Speaking of being over and enjoying things, yeah. Attack. <laughs> yeah. Goosebumps. Okay. That was funny, wasn't it? For those that haven't seen it, um, you made an appearance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you want to tell the people? Yeah, I turned up as a dancing Theresa May. Yeah, not t- just Theresa May, dancing Theresa May, and then I entered to uh, Dancing Queen. It and went, I did all her movements. And it, stuff. it went over pretty well. It was funny, you were there, weren't you? I was there. Yeah. You were there dressed as Santos, weren't you? Yes. In his original mask, I hear. Yes. That is badass. Yeah, my, my um, father gave me a present. Oh, bless him. Oh, what a nice guy. He is. Um... Yeah, how are you enjoying Attack then? I know that you've only been like... I've only was, it, was it the shows. Dome? It was the, the Dome show? and that one, yeah. I've only done those ones. Yeah, um, they have been... Uh, those two shows were really great, they were really fun. Uh, I think that there's just something about Attack that I'm very... Uh, I, don't, I don't want to say too much about it because like, I'm still... I've only done two shows for them. Uh, and that is... And Attack is very much a, a, very much a community... So I don't want to. I don't want to say uh, too much and make it seem like I'm overstepping my boundaries because I, I have a long way to go 
with them and I feel like I, I still have a lot of uh, respect to gain and you know and I want to I want to do it properly but it's, it's a, I think I think with, with attack like the way that I see it is if you're working regularly in attack then you're working with the best people in this country and you're doing it in a light hearted atmosphere where you can get better and you are always getting better you know can't say fairer than that yeah right Swen things word association okay oh okay oh wow nobody can see this but he blocked his notepad so I don't know <laughs> what he's going on about um, I'm going to reel off some names okay and I want you just to say the first things that come into your head just one word or doesn't have to be one word it can be a couple thing. of words yeah okay. first things okay, that come yeah, into your yeah, head cool. okay <clears throat> Jimmy Havoc uh, is the most important British wrestler uh, of the last 20 years TK Cooper uh, my flatmate boring Damon Moser uh, really underrated wrestler and uh, uh, just, just just a sweetheart of a guy Chuck Mambo just a bell end isn't he it's too nice stop it Clint Margera uh, he's just a fucking nutcase isn't he madman Chris Ridgway phenomenal Chief Deputy Dumb. This is the best guy ever. Such a legend. So good. The best. The best. One of the best. He is the best. If I can be anything like Chief Deputy Dunn within the next few years, I will be happy. He's the, he's one of the, if not the best. Uh, my dad, Super Sansos. Super. <laughs> uh, he's hilarious, isn't he? He's hilarious. Jack Sexsmith. Hmm. Um, very uh, very good at what he does isn't he he has three gritted teeth mm, very <laughs> good at what he does Riptide heaven north uh, a ball leg to get to but wonderful once you're there anarchy pro chaos progress Dream. Last one. Okay. Spike Trevay. Oh wow. Spike Trevay. Uh, everything you hate. One last question. Go. Where do you envisage yourself in the next? Three or four years. Uh, oh. um, I don't know where I'm going to be in the next three or four years. All I know is that I will be bigger and better and stronger. And um, wherever I am, I will always be endeavouring to put respect on this industry respect on my name but most of all improving so I can contribute to it as um, what I believe and hope to be the next generation's biggest villain it's a good answer thank you um, Spike you're a glorious shit 
Uh, thank you very much well, for your time. You. We're shaking hands, everyone, just so you know. Bye. Bye.